You're listening to the HFO Multifamily Market Watch Podcast. Apartment owners who need to know trust HFO, the leading source for multifamily information in Oregon and Washington. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch Podcast. It's Monday, August 30th. I'm Mike Pierce, HFO Research Analyst. The big stories from this past week, the latest on rental assistance distribution, Government support programs are winding down and the Supreme Court rules against the eviction moratorium. What happens next? If there are a wave of evictions, where will it start? And a quick COVID update for Oregon and Washington. HFO's podcasts are sponsored by Forensic Building Consultants, experts in multifamily due diligence assessments, construction design review, and more. HFO is your leading multifamily real estate firm in Oregon and Washington. Now, on to our news briefing. About 89% of federal rental assistance approved by Congress during the COVID-19 pandemic remains unspent, despite President Biden's efforts to encourage states and cities to get more money out faster as a potential eviction crisis looms. The Treasury Department on Wednesday released updated payout figures that show states and cities distributed $1.7 billion to landlords and renters in July, a modest increase from $1.5 billion distributed in June. All told, states have only spent $5.2 billion out of the $46.5 billion in rental relief authorized by two COVID-19 rescue packages. About 11% of total funds have been dispersed through July. One in six renters estimates it's behind on its rent, according to U.S. Census Bureau's Household Pulse Survey. Many states contracted third-party vendors to lead the programs, requiring lengthy procurement processes that delayed the initial rollout of the money. Computer systems in several states malfunctioned, preventing renters from applying. Some states are forcing tenants to provide more documentation than required by federal law, which experts say has created unnecessary hurdles to get the money out the door. Through the emergency rental program, $25 billion in federal money poured into states and cities in February to help renters unable to make payments amid the pandemic. Followed by the March approval of another $21.5 billion in Biden's American Rescue Plan. Yet in many states, landlords and tenants have struggled to get their applications approved or even processed. After 17 months of government support, the impacts of pandemic programs are starting to wind down, leaving the economy to stand on its own. Next up is the end of two unemployment benefits, the Federal Pandemic Unemployment Compensation Program, which adds an extra $300 per week in federal benefits to existing state benefits, and the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program, which has expanded benefits to many who have previously not qualified for assistance, such as the self-employed, contract workers, and gig workers. Both programs are scheduled to end this week. And while other programs have been reauthorized in the final hours, the chances of these two being extended are small. In addition to the objections raised by many legislators that the programs incentivize workers to remain unemployed, the Federal Drug Administration's full approval of the Pfizer COVID vaccine last week could lead more businesses to requiring inoculation, eliminating the at-work health risks that led to the creation of these pandemic-related programs in the first place. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court ruled that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention lacked the authority to impose the memorandum on evictions without congressional approval. While some state and local policies that prevent evictions survive, Many at-risk renters across the nation will lose protections against evictions that have been in place since the onset of the pandemic in March. Likewise, Federal Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act provide homeowners with a mortgage forbearance option for those directly or indirectly affected by COVID, allowing them to postpone or reduce mortgage payments. Many of these homeowners will need to resume payments in the coming months. Other programs have slightly longer times. Advanced and enhanced child care payments will remain through 2021, Automatic student loan deferral was extended to January 31st, 2022, and it's the final extension, according to the Secretary of Education. 
While deciding on the timing to remove government support and to tighten monetary policy is never easy, economic indicators have pulled back recently. Just last week, reports showed that consumer growth and price index slowed, manufacturing continues to be hindered by shortages of input and labor, and the scorching housing market cooled by a degree or two. Personal income grew 1.1% in July, beating most analysts' expectations. Wages and salaries contributed a healthy 0.5% to economic growth, while federal benefits such as unemployment checks and other payments contributed another half percent. Within that category, unemployment insurance benefits continued to shrink as many states abandoned enhanced employment benefits, but that loss was more than offset by child tax credits that started going to households in mid-July. The savings rate increased to 9.6% in July from 8.8 in June. Households have been cautious with their incomes and supplemented by government support as their savings rates spiked every month for the past two years that stimulus checks were distributed. Consumer spending is slowing as personal consumption expenditures grew by 0.3% in July compared to 1.1% in June. This wasn't a surprise as last week's release of July retail sales data showed a pullback in purchases that was larger than expected. Rising COVID cases in parts of the country are more likely to affect August consumption levels as consumption of services are still growing in July. Spending on transportation services grew 4.4% in July as more people felt comfortable taking public transportation and boarding airplanes. Spending at bars, restaurants, and hotels also fueled spending in July as people felt more comfortable venturing out with many states lifting restrictions against public activity. If there is going to be a wave of evictions, where will it start? Evictions that have been delayed in many parts of the U.S. are likely to proceed now that the U.S. Supreme Court has struck down the federal eviction moratorium on August 26th. The court told the Biden administration for the second time this summer that only Congress can authorize federal ban on evictions. Yet efforts by members of Congress to prevent evictions have also come to naught. Rental assistance has been slow to arrive despite a pressure campaign from the White House to get $46.5 billion in emergency rental assistance to tenants, state, and local leaders, which have only spent about $5 billion by the end of July. Now some 2 million renter households owe more than $15 billion in rent, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia, with other estimates putting it even higher. Perhaps the biggest winner amid all these setbacks for tenants? The biggest landlords. Over the course of the pandemic, owners of large apartment complexes have filed the lion's share of evictions against tenants. The analysis points to the potential shape and location of waves of evictions unleashed by the Supreme Court's decision. These figures can't account for overall eviction activity by corporate landlords, since the identity of building owners are often shielded by LLCs. A single corporation might have several buildings under several shell companies. These large landlords routinely use eviction threats as a way to collect rents rather than remove tenants. So as a reflection of overall eviction activity for large landlords, figures on the properties with the most eviction filings are conservative. Another study at Princeton finds that large landlords in Boston filed evictions at two to three times the rate of small landlords, and often for less money owed to. Often landlords are filing these evictions in automated processes, or even as a strategy for accessing federal rent relief that have been hard to come by. Landlords of all sizes have struggled during the pandemic, at least compared to their pre-pandemic norms. Property owners who saw rent payments slip, missed utility or tax payments, sought mortgage forbearance, or even sold off their properties. Nearly one-third said they delayed repairs or maintenance, a six-fold increase from 2019, according to the survey. But the pain is relative. While mid-sized landlords and larger landlords were much more likely to report non-payment during the pandemic than smaller landlords of just one to five units, most larger landlords were not deep in the red. According to a survey of property owners in 10 cities by the Joint Center for Housing Studies at Harvard University, 10% of small landlords and 8% of mid-sized landlords said that they were still owed half or more of their rent 
but at the end of 2020, compared to just 3% of large landlords. And now a quick COVID update for Oregon and Washington. Oregonians now have to don masks in outdoor public settings regardless of vaccination status. Governor Kate Brown has announced that masks must be worn in most outdoor public settings, including outdoor events where physical distancing is impossible. The Oregon Health Authority goes so far as to recommend masking for outdoor gatherings at private residences where people or different households are present. And because of the steep increase in disease transmission in Washington, the Secretary of Health is requiring that everyone over the age of five wear a mask in public indoor settings. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Be sure to check out our most recent HFO TV interviews. HFO TV videos are available on our website or our YouTube channel. You can always stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Apartment Investor blog available on our website. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Stay in the know with HFO. Listen to podcasts, read the latest news, or watch exclusive HFO TV interviews. Connect to our blog, podcasts, or video interviews directly from our website at hfore.com.